This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, this segment is sponsored by John Dillon and the Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call attorney John Dillon, especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know that your guns are California compliant. Call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. You can call him at 760-642-7150, or you can just visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. All right, folks. Hey, don't forget, tune in to the YouTube live stream at youtube.com slash gunownersradio. And please hit the like button and subscribe at the same time and tell all your friends they'd appreciate it. And learn to support or learn to become <laughs> a better self-defender with John Korea. Join us at Cover Your Asp Week in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, learn with the best online or at a live training class. So links to register are on the gunownersradio.com website. All right, everybody. We have a very special guest calling in. We've had him on before, but it's been a while. So uh, I'd like to welcome back to the show, Bernie Sanders. Yes, uh, Michael. Uh, it is. Uh, it's actually very nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Wow, thank you for calling in. Uh, you know, you've been asking me all week if you could call in. I finally decided to let you, uh, even though our, our show is jam packed today. We're full. Um, but so what's so what's what's so important, Bernie? What did you uh, What did you want to call in and talk to us about? Uh, well, Michael, first off, let me say you you actually have a very good show. All of us here in Washington D.C. listen every week. We love the guests. We love the banter back and forth between you and Dave and Joe. However, I am not so sure about uh, your nephew. Mm. Look, look, Michael. If you wish to live in a world in which some people are are smarter about a particular subject than other people, and those smart people are then rewarded for that knowledge by having their own radio segment or by receiving other remuneration, then you can choose to do so. But I do not wish to live in such a hellish, hellish world. Okay. All right. I get it. Okay. I believe we should not have all that knowledge in one person. He should not have all that knowledge to himself. We should take his knowledge and spread it around equitably so that everyone knows exactly what your nephew knows. All right. I get it. I got you. I see where you're going with this. Uh, So what do you think of these memes at at the uh, All About You when you were at the inauguration? Yes, of course, Michael. That is why I'm calling. Okay. I saw these memes, and frankly, I do not understand. I was cold. I was watching what was going on, and the next thing I know, people are posting my picture all over the Internet. Mm -hmm. 
However, I saw the one gun owner's radio did of me in your studio. And, well, look, radio is not a spectator sport. So I am hoping I can come into the studio with you there. There I said it. Okay, I don't think so, Bernie. Um, we really only have so many chairs. We're full up. Uh, still, you must be thrilled with all the changes that are going on in D.C. right now. Look, Michael, are you kidding me? This is a socialist heaven. And that's because you feel Biden and Congress, they're going to uh, implement policies that favor the workers and the community? Is that why? Uh, No. No, not at all. I mean, look, there are thousands of troops all around protecting the government, protecting government buildings. Political enemies are being investigated. Dissent is being regulated. Look, a journalist in Florida just got arrested the other day for making memes. Now this is socialism, my okay. friend. Well, democratic socialism, right? Uh, whatever. Yeah, okay, more like uh, social schism, if you ask me. Okay, so you're still not coming into the studio, Bernie. Uh, you really have a lot of work to do in D.C., especially when it comes to H.R. 127. H.R. 127 is no joke, Bernie. Um, it, if passed, it, it's going to mean a national gun registration, $200 fees to own guns and magazines, mental health tests for gun owners, ammunition bans, hundreds of dollars of years of insurance. So tell me you're going to oppose this, Bernie. Uh, well, oh. Michael, uh, this is a very good question, and I am quite glad that you asked. Uh, the question is an important one. It should be asked. I hear from people every day that they, too, have questions, questions that definitely should be asked and answered. Okay, so you're not going to answer me this uh, question, are you? You're not going to answer me. Uh, well, Michael, look, you have to understand these things are very, very complicated. Jeez. <laughs> oh, All right, what happened to your principles, man? I mean, come on. How are you going to vote? Look. Michael, I can assure you one thing. I promise, uh -huh. I can promise you I will vote however Hillary, t I mean, how my constituents want me to vote. Great. Democratic, Michael, democratic. I promise I will at least read the bill uh -huh. when I get back to my mansion. Oh, is that a, is that a socialist mansion? Well, Look, it's a democratic socialist. Man. Okay, all right. You know what? We're done. All right, everybody. Thanks for calling in, Bernie Sanders. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck in D.C. Uh, always a pleasure. And on in person. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. That was Bernie Sanders. What'd you guys think? Oh, he's awesome. Isn't that amazing? I we want, got it, Bernie I want Sanders his mittens. I like how he starts all of his sentence with, well, Michael. <laughs> I want to know where he gets his mittens. I need some of those. You guys didn't know I was so connected I could get Bernie Sanders to call in. Right? Right, well, that's because you're the man. Maybe we can count on him for uh, a vote against 127. Don't don't think. Does he belong to San Diego County gun owners? No, he's not a member of San Diego <gasps> County gun owners. He isn't. No. Remember, he called a couple years ago. He wanted our endorsement. I know. Yeah, we wouldn't endorse him. Endorse. Well, we don't endorse on the federal level. No, I wouldn't either. Because so, you can't trust those guys. <laughs> that might uh, – anybody listening, that uh, – just full disclosure, we don't have exact and uh, positive proof that that was Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Just but my wife thinks so. <laughs> yeah, she calls. She's just texting. Is that really Bernie Sanders? I'm taking. I'm taking his word for it. Sound I'm taking like his him. word for it too. We can't see his driver's license. He said he lived in a democratic socialist That's mansion. Right. That sounds right. And he doesn't need to show proof of anything, right? That's right. 
So anyway, all right. So we had Bernie Sanders. Um, we have a really cool show. We're interviewing competitive shooter Chris Chang next. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk to State Senator John Morlock, who's uh, running in Orange County for county supervisor. Uh, Melissa, you're going to give us a really cool gear review. What are, rev- what are you reviewing? Um, the Odin Olight. It's a tactical light, and oh. it's very, very bright. <laughs> I can attest to that, yes. Very right. I like that. That's clever. It's so bright, like you could see into someone's brain. It's so bright. It is. That's I almost bright. blinded myself the other day. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's one way to test it. Get rid of, you get rid of cataracts with it. Is what I mean. Yeah. Just Seeing all those white spots like for, for about, about an hour. hour. <laughs> I was going to say for about an hour. That's funny. And we're uh, going to try to stump. We're going to try. I think we got a good one this time. We're going to yeah, try to stump right. Sam. Famous so. last word. <laughs> well, we're going to try. We're going to try. It doesn't always work, but we're going to try. Well, but, you know, I know we've all got another minute or two, but it looks like the tide is turning within the state of California. I know we're not going to talk about it, but it looks like the tide might be turning. We talking about the recall? Yeah. Yeah. 1.3 million signatures, folks. And they only need two at... But they need 1.5. They well, yeah, they need 1.5 good ones. Yep, right. 1.5 good ones, which means you need about two million signatures. Yeah. So we, I've been talking to a lot of people about that. Um, so you might, you, there might be some interesting uh, uh, news on uh, how you can help uh, get those signatures. But yeah, I got to tell you, I think a lot of people are surprised. Right and left, we don't care. I mean, the right and the left are having issues with well, this deal. Those signatures got our restrictions lifted, so uh, yeah, it's a good thing. That's, so let's keep those, up the good work, folks. Cured COVID. Three hundred thousand of those signatures are Democrats. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot. That's good. All right, folks. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. We are so proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of Second Amendment advocates. Offers elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors and provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. Learn more about them at National Concealed Carry Association.com. All right, who's our special guest, sir? All right, our next special guest, uh, Chris Chang, top shot champion, competitive shooter, author, activist, and all around great guy. Chris, are you there? Yes. Hey, good afternoon. How you doing, man? Hey, doing well here. And, uh, you know, 2021, it's uh, brought yet another bucket full of surprises and uh you know here we go with uh you know anti-gun you know proposals and legislation probably coming down the pipeline and uh we've got to defend our second amendment rights now more than ever which one scares you the most boy well you know i think the the one that always sounds the scariest is you know an assault weapons ban and you know given how much control that the uh, that the Democrats have of Congress, you know, it's possible that an assault weapons ban could could come through again. And you know, I, I guess for me, I always think about the Supreme Court and how ultimately I'm of the personal opinion that any assault weapons ban 
will ultimately be deemed unconstitutional, but that takes years before you know court decisions to make their way to the Supreme Court. So, you know, if an, if an assault weapons ban passes in the next four years, you know, it, it's 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 probably going to be pretty painful, um, probably more painful than the 1994 to 2004 assault weapons ban because I feel like the you know the anti gunners know kind of which holes to plug and, and how to make it even more more um <laughs> more painful and um you know just just more unconstitutional this time around i, I you know here's a, here's kind of an unpopular opinion from me is uh you know the last uh, decade or two decades um you know we had a bunch of folks on our side who would take the time and say oh no 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 don't don't say the word assault weapon don't say that um, you know, because that's not a real, you know, you know, industry term and et cetera. And, and they're, and they're right. They're absolutely right. But, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but in the last couple of years, they have stopped using the term assault weapon. And now they've gone on to just use the term semi-automatic. So we, you know, it feels like we spent the last 20 years educating them on how to make their laws even worse, you know, uh, rather than, uh, you know, and kind of nitpicking this whole, well, gee, don't say assault weapon, when uh, we probably should have been out there, uh, you know, doing, you know, a little bit more uh, political groundwork. Um, I don't know. Is, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I high on crack? Am I way off on that? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think as with a lot of contentious issues, terminology is important. And, and, the, and the term assault weapon, it, it's a political term, right? It's not a technical firearm term. It's not a term that the industry ever used until politicians, anti-gun politicians, started applying this assault weapon label to AR-15s and obviously a whole variety of of other weapons. So I think to your point, though, you know, debating and and arguing about the semantics of what words mean can be important. But I think the, the, the things that have moved the needle over the past few years is I think gun owners have become a lot more aware that their rights are under attack. And I think particularly here in California, you know, <laughs> being a native Californian, right, we, we were, you know, I, I was born here and I've just never known anything different when it comes to gun rights. And so, for example, growing up in Orange County in the 80s and the 90s, Concealed carry was not really a thing. Right. And because it never even crossed my mind, right, that this was a freedom that other citizens across our country exercise every single day, I just didn't even realize how oppressed we were, you know, in California on, on, on the CCW topic. Obviously, we can go into bullet buttons and other, uh, you know, restrictions on AR-15s that, you know, have been here in California. And so I think there's just been this awakening and this realization of Californians and California gun owners in, in, in that we don't have as much freedom. We don't have as many gun rights here in the state. And so the thing that, that, that then has changed as a result of that increased awareness is increased activity, increased um, advocacy, and more gun owners being vocal. And I think that's been a constant weakness of the gun community over the past few decades is I I don't think we speak up enough. And that's been really changing over the past few years for the better, because 
we have to speak up and defend our Second Amendment rights because if we don't, no one else will. Yeah, you know, Orange County, I think I think about seven years ago, had fewer than 1,000 CCW holders and now has more than 20,000. Yeah, it was just incredible, right? To, to, I remember I live in San Francisco, uh, which is a whole other uh, can of worms. <laughs> when it comes to, yeah, how many CCWs are in San Francisco? <laughs> oh, it's like seven, and it's yeah. like Diane Feinstein and a handful of you know rich people and judges, you know, federal judges or something like that, are the only CCW holders in San Francisco. But um, you know, when when Orange County, you know, changed the uh, you know, may issue to, to shall issue kind of, um, uh, you know, policy a few, you know, number of years ago. I just remember being so pleasantly surprised, you know, hearing in the Orange County Register and LA Times about the increase in Orange County residents applying for CCWs. Yeah. And, you know, then the Orange County Sheriff's Department had to hire more, you know, assistant uh, deputies to just to process, you know, CCW applications. It, it, it had become a, a full-time job just to process CCW applications. And um, it, it just warms my heart just thinking that, wow, okay, Orange County residents are starting to see the light, right? This, this idea that you can carry a firearm on your person to protect yourself and Again, I mean, right, for, for a lot of gun owners, it, it sounds so obvious and so simple. But again, if, if you're like me and you, you grew up in a community where CCW is not the norm, I knew zero people who, who carried mm-hmm. and therefore just never entered my mind that this was even an option or a freedom that or a right that I should be fighting for, that I should be advocating for. And so back to that education piece and, and, you know, gun owners becoming more aware of how neutered our Second Amendment rights are here in California has started to really, I think, anger people, rightfully so. And that anger, you know, channeling that into advocacy and, and activism, um, the, the, the Newsom recall um, you know, movement right now is a huge indication, yeah. uh, obviously not just. We were just talking about yeah, that. Right, it's, not, it's, it's it's turning yeah. into a big success, which is great. And he's starting to yeah, take it, isn't he? Wouldn't you say he's starting to take it seriously? Because he thought it was just a big joke there for a while. Oh yeah, right. A few months ago, he was just laughing this off, like you know, oh here, are just a bunch of uh, just a bunch of you know idiotic residents trying to trying to you know get him out of office. But you know, when you put all the pieces of the Newsom administration together between. His response to COVID, obviously the French Laundry episode, and then obviously his his anti-gun, anti-business, anti-freedom approaches to how he has led and and mismanaged the state. The recall petition, I'm expecting it to succeed, and we'll see a recall, you know, um, uh, you know, recall vote you know, coming up, uh, you know, later this year. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fingers crossed for that. And we can finally, you know, get back to some strong leadership here in the governor's mansion in California. I hope so. I mean, it, it's looking better and better. Are you, uh, are you helping with the effort at all? Are you, are you getting out the word or uh, have you, have you signed the petition? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, <laughs> I still need to sign my petition. It's been a little hard with, uh, all of the, you know, between, 
the uh, the wildfires, uh, you know, up here in the Bay Area, and just we've had just some ter- just terrible weather, um, and it's been causing some some damage and um, a lot of other just you know kind of crazy life things, you know, here in, in Northern California. But you know that's no excuse. I need to go out there and not just sign the petition, but you know, also do my part and talking to my neighbors, talking to you know fellow California residents and, and gun owners and. I've definitely been talking about it on social media, and um, yeah, I think this is this is going to be the week where uh, I head to um, my gun gun shop right down down the road. Is um, uh, they've got the petitions for anyone who is wanting to sign it. So you know, and, I, I was going to down there, and I was going to say you can also go online and just Google Gavin Newsom petition, and there's a printable uh, petition that you can print, sign it, and a place to mail it. No, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's that's really good to know, and I'll definitely spread the word about that option as well. So do you live in the city, or do you live in the Bay Area? So I live in San Francisco. Now, what's that and, like? Uh, what's it like being a gun owner living in the city there? So, you know, what's really funny is, you know, I'm I'm a gay guy. My, my husband and I have been married for, for six years, and it's being a gun owner in San Francisco is like being a closeted gay person except you're a closeted gun owner <laughs> so it's it in, in, is not, being being a closeted gay person in like jackson mississippi you know i mean like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but you know the funny thing is there are so many gun owners in san francisco but like i said they're just all closeted sure mm. and you know given given my my background and obviously uh, i'm an out gun owner um, yeah, I know the sheriff's department and, uh, you know, a few other city officials. So you know, there's no secret that, you know, Chris Chang is pro second amendment, you know, San Francisco resident. Uh, but when I talk to my other, co- you know, tech colleagues, I, I work in Silicon Valley for my day job. Um, you know, a lot of tech people own guns and they live in San Francisco, but they don't talk about it because they're afraid they're scared. They're ashamed, but like with anything else, you know, the more you see other people coming out and talking about that, they, you know, how they own a gun, they own an AR-15, they own this shotgun, or they went to the range, you know, this, this weekend. The more you normalize a thing, the, the less the better it is. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Chris, hang on for a second. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, pay a few bills, come back and chat with you some more. Awesome. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right. Hey, the California assault weapon law makes it almost impossible to own an AR-style rifle. What's the solution? Buy a Cali key for your rifle. Cali key converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR-15 or AR-10 into a bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution, no milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali key. Check out Cali key at calikey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, and for all you folks watching our show online, please hit the like button and subscribe and tell all your friends 
to tune in. And? 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 You sure? And did you hear about the Law Enforcement Training Scholarship? You can help an officer attend the Cover Your Asp Week training as well as join some of the events yourself. So guess what? Supporters can also win a Glock from the Glock store. So just go to our website, gunownersradio.com, and click on the blue flag. We got a couple YouTube shout-outs to uh, people oh, who were... Nice. Okay. I was just excited. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> he interrupted me, folks. Sorry. Um, to Richard Fields and Bob Maycomer. So thank you for watching. My buddy Bob. He's a great guy. And we're talking with Chris Chang. Uh, Chris, how you doing, man? Um, we were talking earlier in the last segment, actually, about uh, the assault weapons ban and ARs and that sort of thing. What uh, I'm assuming you own at least one AR pattern. <laughs> uh, way more than one. <laughs> and uh, let's see, I think I own about 10 at the moment. Wow. All right. I'm way behind. I was, I, apparently, I get minor rookie numbers. I need to <laughs> bump those up a little. Um, well, the funny thing about ARs is, right, I mean, like with many guns, uh, each of my firearms serves a distinct purpose, right? So, I have, you know, one AR is a competition gun uh, for, for three gun shoots. Another AR is just sort of my, like, kind of um, cheapo AR that I sort of, you know, kind of, you know, can do a whole bunch of mods. Uh, I've got another AR that's for long range, another AR that's for short range, and um, kind of another AR for just sort of, like, testing in evaluation, you're putting different accessories, you know, on it to see, um, to see how I like it. So, you know, um, I, I, I think the AR platform is delightful. Um, I don't know if we want to wade into the AR versus AK debate, but I, no. I don't care for AK 47. Oh, for no. the record. Oh, geez. <laughs> so, so Chris, I, uh, wait so, for the hate mail. It's coming. So Chris, that sounds like me justifying the fact that I have 16 cars and I get a new vehicle to drive every week from the car manufacturer. So I kind of get where your story was going. And it was a good story. I, I like the way you explain that. Yeah, he has a car for long-distance driving and yeah, short-distance short distance driving. driving. I have, yes, absolutely. Hey, we can never have enough guns and we can never have enough cars. That's the way I look at it. Indeed. So Indeed. is there a compliance part, an AR compliance part that you like in particular, or which ones do you like? Or uh, That's probably even more controversial than AK versus AR, but let's talk about it. Yeah, you know, what's funny is, to be frank, I, I haven't gotten a bunch of hands-on experience with a lot of the AR-compliant um, you know, accessories that are out there. Um, I look at them, you know, on, online and, uh, you know, half chuckle and then, you know, half get angry at the fact that we have to, you know, go down this path of, you know, just making both these cosmetic changes, but also some of these physical changes, which just look kind of goofy. And, uh, you know, they, again, I haven't used them in person, so I can't say that they feel goofy, but um, I think the only, the only kind of um, silver lining here is that there's a lot of innovation, right? That is coming from not just California, uh, um, you know, accessory makers, you know, trying to help make ARs, uh, you know, California compliant. But now that, you know, the California assault weapons ban regulations have spread to other states like New York, um, you know, we, we've got more eyes on this type of problem and trying to find uh, reasonable solutions. And who knows, you know, maybe there'll be some, you know, cool innovation and uh, kind of maybe, you know, change the AR platform for the better. 
Uh, so we'll see. Well, I'm hoping we can get rid of that. I don't know if you know this or not, but on February 3rd this week, um, that's Wednesday, right? I believe, right? Wednesday, yeah, February so. 3rd, um, Miller versus Becerra. Uh, we're mm-hmm. San Diego County gun owners. We're uh, plaintiffs in that case. Miller, Jim Miller, is one of our board Fantastic. members. So that's going in front of the judge this week. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm hoping that this – you know, it ends up being a victory, whether it's this week or this year or this decade. I'm hoping that this case uh, knocks out all the need for these, uh, you know, for some of these accessories, which it's unfortunate, too. And I, I totally agree with you. You look at some of these parts and you're just like, oh, man. But the reality is uh, all these guys that are making these different parts are trying to and basically are making it possible for us to own these ARs. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't. So it is. You kind of get these, these, you know, mixed emotions like, oh, man, this is – I got to pay how much for this thing? And then my AR is performing – grumble, grumble. But, hey, without them, uh, you know, where would we be? Indeed. And, you know, uh, the, the, I think in general with gun ownership, you know, we it's a multifaceted and multi-front war where, you know, we've, we've got, you know, the executive, the legislative and the judicial branch. I'm, I'm very excited for, for what will happen on February 3rd here. Let's, uh, you know, keep our fingers crossed. But the one other front is is the cultural front, right? This this is also gun ownership and advocacy for our Second Amendment rights is very much a hearts and minds issue, and so I'm really excited to be on a new TV show where I'm going to be shooting guns and, and you know representing gun owners in a positive light, and it's this new extreme talent show called the Go Big Show, nice. and it's on TBS. Um, on Thursdays at 9, 8 central. Uh, my episode is actually airing this Thursday. Oh, nice. At 9 p.m. on TBS. Yeah, and Snoop Dogg is one of the hosts, as is Rosario <laughs> Dawson, Jennifer Nettles, and uh, Cody Rhodes, who's the American Nightmare, uh, you know, famous pro wrestler. It can, and, is uh, Snoop Dogg allowed to handle guns? Is he a <laughs> – is, is that allowed? I know, right? I don't it, even he, – he, he, I'll say this. He is – fantastic and he is super hysterical um but you know the the go big show it's this opportunity well let me just rewind the tape a a little bit so the producers came to me back in april and they were pitching this idea of the show i'm like this sounds interesting uh but you know how are we I wanted to understand, like, how are we going to do this during the pandemic, mm. right? Are we going to be shooting outdoors? And like, no, we're shooting in a hockey rink mm. that can be converted into a stadium. I'm like, so wait, we're sh- you want me to shoot indoors? Like, but, and this is like not a purpose-built shooting range. And they said, yes. I'm like, okay, well, let's start talking through it all. Um, and long story short, the Go Big show invested a lot of time and money and effort into making my act happen. I'm I'm one of the only uh, gun people that's competing on the Go Big show. And the act that I'm doing, it's it's a throwback to the days of Annie Oakley. Mm. Oh, cool. Where it's performance art, right? It's, it's, It's very much story driven, right? It's not just me going up and, you know, shooting some targets. It's, it's shooting targets that are meaningful to a particular point in American history. And it's also very personal. And I talk about, you know, why certain guns that I'm shooting are meaningful to me. And 
I just think it is a form of storytelling that we haven't seen in a very long time. So, you know, back to that winning hearts and minds, right? So I'm hoping that through my time on the Go Big Show, that people will see a, a just a, a, I'd like to think I'm a normal good guy, right? Shooting guns, having a real fun time, being entertaining, being educational. And it's, it's that kind of positive representation that I hope will continue to change the hearts and minds of Americans and show that, hey, if you own an AR-15, it, it doesn't make us, right? It doesn't make AR-15 owners the bad guy. It's the bad guys who are the bad guys. It doesn't matter what kind of guns they have. So let's focus on punishing and, and you know, taking uh, action on criminals and you know, not taking action on law-abiding citizens who happen to own guns. That's awesome. So that's Thursday on TBS at what time? 9, 8 central. So yeah, 9, 9 p.m. in California. And for those of you cord cutters who don't have cable, you can watch it streaming on tbs.com or on the TBS app. Okay, cool. I'm going to mark my calendar. Oh, it's TBS. And on... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when it comes to hearts and minds, Joe actually had a question, too. When he, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, hi, Chris. Um, uh, something uh, I was going to say that you mentioned uh, at the end of the last segment I was going to go back to, but it actually ties into um, your show and everything you were just talking about. You were saying you have a, uh, a day job, so you're out there in industry, and um, it's pretty well known you're a gun guy and a Second Amendment guy and everything. I was going to ask you if you had any, if you've experienced any pushback or any negative stuff from employers or anything like that because that, that's one of the things that you know we've allowed that culturally to happen in this country you know we as gun owners over the last 20 or 30 years and i was wondering if you've experienced that or any of your uh, your friends up there you know it's, it's, i think the short answer is no i mean you know sure there have been you know maybe you know one or two employees you know that uh you know, voice their anti-gun opinion. But in general, you know, when I applied to, uh, you know, jobs here in Silicon Valley, my firearms industry background is, like, very prominent on my resume, um, mixed in with my, my time when I worked at Google um, and, you know, my, uh, my, my current employer, who, who's, you know, in, in Silicon Valley still. But the point is, right, like, my, my resume that I use is a mixture of tech and my firearms and, and media journalists uh, experience. And, you know, a, I mean, a lot of, um, you know, employers uh, and my colleagues, you know, my current job, like they, they think it's, it's great. Um, on my internal, you know, company, um, you know, uh, what do you call directory, uh, you know, we, we get to upload whatever pictures we want in addition to like our official, you know, badge photo. And I have this one photo where I'm sitting on the back of a pickup truck with my hunting gear, and I've got you know eight pheasants, you know, all laid out on the uh, the bed of the pickup truck. And you know, I I did that purposely, clearly, uh, to make it known that hey, like I'm a gun owner, I'm a hunter, That's awesome. and I'm not a I'm not ashamed of this. And back to that, if we want to normalize firearms ownership and and all you know shooting sports hunting, et cetera, et cetera, we, we have to find that courage right, to, to be who we are, to, to tell our coworkers and our family, our friends that I own a gun. I'm not ashamed to own a gun. And all these criminals that are committing crimes with firearms. They're the I ones we should be going after. Exactly. That, that's excellent. Right. Chris. I have nothing exactly to do with them, right? Hey, Chris. Thanks, Chris. What's the name of your show real quick? 
Yeah, it's the Go Big Show on TBS on Thursdays at 9 p.m. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Keep up what you're doing. It's awesome, and we'll definitely talk to you down the road. Folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. <clears throat> Clean, lube, and protect your gun faster and easier with what? Seal One. Seal One CLP Plus is an all-in-one solution that cleans, lubricates, and protects your guns. It's also natural, non-toxic, environmentally friendly. Seal One was founded by a Navy SEAL here in, the San, in San Diego, and all their products are made in the USA. Seal One is also a strong supporter of the San Diego County gun owners, so we are very proud to have them on board. So clean your guns faster and better with Seal One. Use the code GOR25 for 25% off your first order on their website at seal1.net. All right. Well, that was a, he was, I can't, I, I literally wrote that down. I'm going to watch that Thursday. Yeah. Thursday on TBS. I uh, and I guess they're streaming a lot. What time did he say again? Uh, nine o'clock, nine p.m. I'm gonna watch it. Sounds and cool. I love Snoop Dogg, so I can't wait to see old Snoopy. Want to see? I, I, I'm 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 really interested and excited to see Chris's a presentation uh, of this. He seems like he's put a lot of work into it, trying to make it a storyline that you haven't seen before indoors. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I didn't catch like I don't understand the. I've seen the show before. It's pretty cool. What's the show about? It's like. It's like uh, people come in and do their talents, but they're kind of extreme talents. Like one girl shoots bow and arrows with fire with her feet. Oh. And one guy has like a mini bikes. Like, I see. And then jumps off a ramp. I don't. So is Snoop Dogg, is he a, like a judge? He's a judge. Oh, yeah. I see. All right. I'll tell you, well, he said it was uh, sort of like an Annie Oakley thing. Annie Oakley was pretty exciting with, yeah, the, with firearms. Yeah. So if he's going to be doing that kind of stuff, that's probably worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, I want to because he doesn't even sound like he's old enough to even know who Annie Oakley was. <laughs> well, you have to do a well, lot of us, research. None of us. I think you're the only one. I'm the only one. I mean, her and I, we used to her. hang together. Yeah. <laughs> I used to clean her guns back when you were hunting buffalo. Back yeah. when I, you know, he mentioned uh, pheasant. You ever pheasant hunted? I haven't. It's the worst sport on the planet. Why? No, ducks are worse. No, <laughs> pheasant because you're Why? just walking through the gyp corn field. You're walking and you're walking and there's nothing. You stop. And that son of a gun is right between your legs. And when that bird takes off, your heart stops. Every single time. And when they take off, flutter like crazy. Oh, my God. I, I used to go hunting all the time for pheasants. Yeah. God, that thing scared the snot right out of me. I never did get used to being scared. The but. only pheasant I've ever seen was under glass. I knew you were going to say for that. that drum roll. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why are ducks worse? Yeah, why are ducks Because worse? with pheasant, you're walking. You're warm. With ducks, oh. you're sitting by some cold, nasty water, frozen, just waiting. It's funny you should say that because I'm sitting with my ex-father-in-law, <laughs> and we're up in the Oakland area hunting, you know, and we're sitting in this blind, freezing our gonads <laughs> off, man. I'm telling you, I'm freezing, so I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, a huge flock of, uh, what's the white goose? Uh, not the Canadian honker, but the they're all white. Snow geese? Snow geese. Uh whole flock of them come over and i was so amazed i just sat there and watched them come over and then they went off into the fog on his side 
Well, that, he goes, how come you didn't shoot? I said, oh, shoot, I forgot. Well, that's, I the did. Other, that's the other thing, too. It's like with Pheasant, at least once you overcome the shock, at least he's reasonably close to you to try to shoot at. Yeah, but not. With the ducks and stuff, it's, it's like trying to shoot down bombers in I, World War II or something. And then like, they, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But they were so pretty, I just just couldn't pull the trigger ducks are they're about as graceful as a world war ii bomber too. oh they're hard to hit i have no idea they're how they fast. stay up in the air if you think you're good with skeet try to shoot a duck i know for a fact i am not good with skeet so. <laughs> i heard you were a pro <laughs> that you're gonna start teaching or something the duck's oh, bigger good lord i might yeah my duck might i might actually have a chance as the duck uh you know is so much bigger than it so you never you never been pheasant? I've never been hunting. I went bunny oh, hunting. A, bunny, you can't a shoot a bunny. Ago. I know it really wasn't a bunny hunt. It was just kind of me and a shotgun and a long walk in the desert. I did tell you uh, that Dylan is looking for somebody to go with him when he goes boar hunting. Yeah, because oh, he I do Dylan's that. going boar hunting. Oh, you want me to hook you up? Yes, I he's got to do that. Well, he's going to sit in the tree, and your job is to run along the ground and get the boar to chase you by his stand i don't want to do that that's what he told me is this is it a, with a with a gun or with a, a bow and arrow yeah he's doing okay yeah so all you have to i'll send him your name and phone number and i'm sure he'll hook i don't you up. run i don't even run for my life that's why i shoot you guns. would if a boar was chasing you i got you won't get you. bored with it ah jeez oh, drums we need drums yeah we need no can't even do drums on that one yeah i'm telling you so yeah no i've never been hunting Never, yeah. never been hunting. Yeah. Haven't really Hunt, had hunting. That's what hunting. it is. Haven't hunting. been hunting. Never been hunting. <laughs> I never really had much of an interest. Um, I have a, a good family friend who uh, he and I keep saying that we're going to go hunt a whitetail with bows and arrows uh-huh. in Wisconsin. Yeah. And then we're going to hunt uh, an elk in Colorado. And it's, it hasn't it happened, yet. happened yet. See, I wouldn't mind hunting something that needs to be, you know, cleaned out because there's too many of them. Like, like. Well, you know, sometimes you get like the predator. Yeah, I mean, like what are we talking? I don't know. I, I'm just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I've never been one. I don't like killing animals. I mean, if I see a, a something in the house, I pick it up and take it outside and yeah. let it run. Yeah. Because I figure I don't have any more right to take his life than he does me. I don't know. I, you know, hunters seem to be. I mean, I've read a I lot. Know. They seem to be really good at, at you know management. So. Well, they end up, and ninety percent of the hunters I know eat what they shoot. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. well, no, I know, but there's some people that you know those ones that go over to Africa and they shoot animals that they shouldn't be shooting. Like the trophy hunters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you yeah. mentioned the boar hunting because I, you know, we all hunted rabbits and, and pheasant and stuff like that as kids. But as an adult, I never had any interest in it. But uh, the one thing I think I could get interested in though is the boar because because I, I love barbecuing and just the, <laughs> the thought of coming home with a hundred pounds of yeah. stuff I could barbecue. Well, let me tell you what. And, whatever you do, don't name it. Because a friend of mine bought a, <laughs> bought a pig, and she and her whole family raised this pig, and then they took it to to, to the butcher, and they couldn't eat it. They said Aww. they took one bite, and it said it was it, they all start crying. Aww. Or if, if you do name it, you got to name it like McRib or something. Our, our friends in McRib. Idaho do that, and um, and they name their they raise steer and they'll they'll raise they don't do pigs but they do steer and they'll name them and then they, they eat them? like yeah and I call them like cannibals you know. <laughs> yeah, I can't uh, do that. But I'll tell you, we, we went up there and we were eating chip or something a couple of months ago. And chip was darn tasty. Oh, I can't eat chip. When, when I was a kid uh, and when I was a Boy Scout in Florida, we uh, I took some of the younger scouts out, you know, hiking. And, you know, they take some of the older experienced sure. scouts and say, hey, you know, teach them how to tie a knot, teach them how to build right. a fire, you know, take them on a, yeah. on a hike. So we were on a hike and uh, they're up ahead and uh, we're on a trail in the swamp. 
and these four adorable little little piglets, little boar piglets came running out. Aww. And they all went, hey, look. And I said, no, get away. <laughs> Your mama, mom. <laughs> mama yeah. came right out. <laughs> and they were hightailing it back. I can still see all four. With their of eyes their this big around. Terror in their eyes <laughs> running at me. Ah. Do that sound again? What was the sound? Yeah, you you do that good, really right? well. <laughs> I like that. You're just a sound effects guy. That's all there is. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know. Well, getting my job up, there. What Dave was saying before, too, is though, you know, hunting things that need to be hunted kind of bore a big problem yeah, in a lot of the southern problem. states. And they're, they're real problem. destructive. Yeah, they're and they pests. have no, they don't have any natural predators and they <laughs> breed really quickly. So, yeah. I mean, even if it was all out open season on them, which it is, I think, in a lot of those states, they yeah. still can't keep up with it. No, it's it's, it's terrible. It's, I mean, they're, it's terrible. but And they taste great. I mean, what else, what else could you ask for? When's the last time you ate a boar? Uh, it's a couple of weeks ago because I discovered at, at Iowa <laughs> Meats uh, you can no, get boar all sausage. Kinds of yeah, stuff over there. When yeah. I saw the newskis, I was I was yeah. down there making a boar so, sausage. By the way, newskis at you'll uh, pre- Iowa Meats. You'll appreciate this. Oh, uh, Brittany yeah. at her birthday uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. and Monday she got a fifty-pound box of newskis. Bacon. Oh, say there are Nooski's bacon from Wisconsin. That's the whole awesome. assortment of every type of bacon they make. You gotta have bacon, dude. She is in pig heaven. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually went to a restaurant that has that sells Nooski's on their menu. Yeah, yeah. Where was that at? Shore House. It's in La Jolla. It's oh, like a cute little really? cafe. And then one of my girlfriends who's from that area, she's like, oh, Nooski's bacon. What? Yeah, she had to have some. The oh. the rainbow. I think it's the Rainbow Cafe. In like right off the freeway, you know, up, up the fifteen off off Rainbow. I think it's called a Rainbow Restaurant, Rainbow Cafe, something like that. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. About, they serve newskis. Yeah, they have newskis bacon. And we were, my wife and I are like, oh my gosh, do you have brats and blah blah blah? And he goes, no. The only thing I know about is bacon. <laughs> so they might have a whole lot of newskis. Get on the website <laughs> on their, on their uh, yeah on their menu now. Brittany's reaching out to them to sponsor her race car. Oh really? But she says she's going to wrap it as bacon. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> she loves bacon. She says she takes three pounds of bacon every weekend to races. Good wow. Lord. I know. That's a girl that loves her bacon. <laughs> I even got her a bacon face mask just because I seen one in a store and I bought it for her. Like a face mask that looks like bacon? Yeah, yeah it looks like strips of bacon. And she's just bummed because it doesn't smell like bacon. I was going to say, when was the one that I could soak like it in bacon fat and give it back to you. Laura, you know my wife, Laura. You know my wife, Laura. Lovely Laura. She and I had this idea about uh, fragrances because, you know, all <laughs> these perfumes yeah. that women get, they're always like lilac and dandelion yeah. and stuff. We don't. We don't care about that. No. Like they should sell perfume for women that's like bacon and meatloaf and spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know. I would be all into that. A whole lot, right? Well, you'd wear spaghetti fragrance, right, Melissa? Um, pizza maybe, but not oh. not spaghetti. I'd pizza. wear nitro. Obviously, you haven't done any restaurant work because we used to come home every night. You'd smell uh, exactly like, like the restaurant. <laughs> I used to have a bunch of customers that worked at Marie Callender's. It probably wouldn't smell much. Oh, are you kidding? Would they it's, smell like pot pies? It smelled like apple pie and peach pie. So I spent 13 and, years in a Mexican restaurant. So, oh, so you smelled like a taco. <laughs> yeah, tostada. No. Tostada. No, it was all good. It was all good. Well, that's my idea. A whole Anybody out there that wants to steal that idea and run with it, just- Or uh, invest in the Michael Schwartz yeah. uh, male perfume factory. We're going to have a whole buffet of fragrances. Oh, buffet. I like that. It's even better. <laughs> oh, oh this guy's really getting good. All right, folks. Well, hey, guess what? You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, and we are not done yet. And if you're watching us on Facebook, do us a favor and like us and 
Or not Facebook. Well, we are on Facebook, too, aren't we? We're on Facebook. Like us on Facebook and, uh, and check YouTube. us out. Yep. And uh, subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. Tell your friends we appreciate it uh, because it helps our advertisers know that you're actually listening. So this is Gut Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, well, hey, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone. And unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. So if you have taken training, then you know you should have coverage for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you. 24 7, 365 days a year, with comprehensive self defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. Guess what, Gun Owner Radio listeners? You can get a free t shirt when you join. That's right, you join U.S. Law Shield, you get a free t shirt. Use promo code Gun Owners Radio at uslawshield.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor hit that like button and subscribe as well. Well, Mr. Jamisi, what have you got in your blog this week? I was waiting for you to tell me. But, uh. Well, I was going to let you, but it, I think it's combat veterans become domestic terrorists. Oh, no. That's the latest talking points of the So, yeah, so, and I kind of use the talking point thing as an example to lead into what I really wanted to write about. Um, but if you watch those, uh, if you watch the news show or the political shows and stuff like that, which I don't watch many of anymore because I, I found that if I'm going to control my blood pressure, I can't watch that stuff. So I watch less of it now. But if you watch those things, uh, what you'll see is uh, if you watch the guests, especially the uh, the left-leaning guests, they all seem to have talking points when they come on there. And it's a coordinated thing. And it's something they, they seem to do a lot better than uh, the conservative side does. But if you watch different shows, you'll see pretty much in the week, um, and sometimes they change day to day, but uh, it's a coordinated thing. You'll see all the guests will be repeating the same things over and over again. Um, this week there was a story out about the, uh, you know, they're still playing up the stuff that happened at the Capitol a week or two ago. And, uh, you know, shock, they've arrested people that were, you know, that should have been arrested there. And, uh, there, somebody was writing, I think it was NPR was writing that a large number of them were veterans, which, uh, again, shocking, you know, most of these people were probably conservative, probably Trump supporters. So they're probably veterans, but the, um, the point was uh, that I was getting at is what they do with these these kinds of things and these talking points. It's a a way to uh, manipulate and control people through fear and, and ignorance, basically, because that was the idea. You um, you create this fear based on ignorance. People don't know. You know when they're saying that that um, 
you know, a lot of these veterans now are becoming domestic terrorists. That's supposed to instill fear in people. When you can instill fear, they're a lot easier. People are a lot easier to control, to manipulate. Uh, you could, you know, get them to accept loss of liberties and restrictions and things like that much easier if you could scare them. And um, you see that. That's kind of a time-honored uh, approach, I think, on the left and, and Democrats. It's hard to separate the two. I think, uh, unfortunately, the Democratic Party seems to be under control now of uh, people that are pretty far left. But that's a, uh, a pretty consistent topic or a pretty consistent tactic, I would say. And uh, you see it with a lot of things. You see it with, um, with that. We saw a lot of this with the pandemic. Uh, if you look in uh, some of the states like uh, the, the worst states like New York and California and New Jersey with the severe restrictions, you know, you hear the stuff, um, you know, they repeat this stuff over and over and over again. And the, the approach there with the talking point thing is that if you hear enough people say the same thing from different sources, you start to believe this. You start to, um, or a lot of people start to take these statements as fact. And the left is really good at using that. And we've seen this with um, in the gun owner world uh, for years and years. The uh, anti-gun people have been doing that. And you see it with things like, uh, you know, they'll, they'll make up words like gun violence or they talk about the, uh, the AR things, you know, the assault weapons and things like that. And if you repeat this enough that, okay, oh, it's like the, uh, the guy we were talking about on Facebook this morning, yeah. right? The guy that was saying all gun owners, uh, what did he say? All violent people own guns and all gun owners are violent and just didn't want to hear anything. But what he was doing was it was a talking point because a couple of us responded back to him. I said, well, no, that's not really true. Did not phase him at all. It was just repeating that, that mm -hmm. same talking point. And just it's, like assault weapon. Yeah, and it's the same kind of thing. If uh, Again, it's, it's fear based on ignorance with um, gun owners. Because I talked about, remember we had Dan uh, was on here a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago with the guy that wrote the uh, Good Gun, Bad Guy series of books. Yep. And, uh, you know, I've read two of those now, and they're uh, actually pretty good. But I like the way he describes two groups of anti-gun people. He describes the, the first group he calls the anti-Second Amendment radicals. And then the second group are uh, anti-gunners. And with the anti-Second Amendment radicals, he said what their deal is, is he said those people know better. He said those are smarter people in terms of, of the subject matter that they're dealing with. So they know the stuff that they're saying is nonsense. But they don't care because they have another – their agenda is to build that fear and use that fear to manipulate the second group, which are the anti-gunners. A lot of the uh, anti-gunners that we see are just – these are people that, that don't have that kind of political agenda necessarily. They've just been taught that guns are evil, gun owners are evil, mm -hmm. guns are dangerous, uh -oh. and they don't like guns, and they need to get rid of guns. And if you look at that, that group of people, a lot of times they don't really know anything about guns. They don't have any experience with guns. There's no gun owners in their family or their immediate circle of mm -hmm. friends. They're just constantly told this stuff through the media, mm -hmm. through the anti-Second Amendment radicals. And after a while, they believe this stuff. So in the article, <laughs> you know, I was talking about this is how, this is how people use, use fear and ignorance to manipulate groups of people like that. And even in the gun world, like we talked about the uh, May issue laws that we have out here, those things started out back at least uh, oh, the time of the Civil War, if not earlier. And um, I'm reading a book now. It's a really good book. It's, uh, it's titled, I think, Negroes and the Gun or something like that. But they're talking, uh, and it's a black guy that wrote it, and um, talking about – it starts right around the Civil War and then going forward – 
And uh, right around when the slaves were freed and other freed blacks back there, or back then, they passed um, the southern states and a lot of the Confederate states passed laws, and starting with the uh, May issue laws, to allow local sheriffs and people like that to decide that, oh, the blacks can't have guns. And the idea was to keep them disarmed uh, so they couldn't defend themselves, and it was based on fear. They're telling the whites that these, these freed black people now are going to attack you. We have to keep them disarmed. And we kept those, those May issue laws up through the South, probably through the 70s were real common. And uh, still some backward states like California and New Jersey still use those laws to keep people disarmed. Mm -hmm. So back to um, Was's two groups, you know, what I was saying was the first group, the anti-Second Amendment radicals are kind of lost. Those are people like that guy this morning that you can't, you can't say anything to. You can't help them. You can't reason with them. No. They're, they're not there to be reasoned with. They're lost and they're not mm -hmm. worth your time. Mm -hmm. But the other group, the anti-gunners, are definitely worth your time, all of us. And, you know, I was encouraging people, engage these people. You know, help them. Um, you know, invite people to the range. Uh, talk to them about stuff because these are people that don't. They've been told to hate things and hate guns, uh, particularly. But I mean, this is true in politics as well. The stuff that we're dealing with now in Washington, yeah. and you know, my criticism of Republicans sometimes lately is, you know, engage these people, articulate your message because, like gun owners, you know, you have the moral high ground. You know, you have the right argument. You need to articulate that argument. And to people that, like the anti-gunners, that just, their base, their behavior is based on fear, and that fear is based on ignorance. So you have an opportunity there to help these people and to help them learn and maybe to make some progress. And I think that's the way forward for us both as, as gun owners, you know, and uh, politically speaking in the country. Well, I, I totally agree. And where can people get this blog? Uh, if they want to search, they can, they can go to uh, the San Diego County Gun Owners .org, under the news section. They'll see blog. Click on that, and you're good to go. Or just go to sdcgo.org slash blog. There you go. <laughs> Making it easy, are you? Yep, that's it. All right, that sounds great. All right, coming up next, uh, we've got, uh, is this? Um, We're going to do a gear review yeah, with, with Melissa. Melissa. It's called Olight from F-U-C-A. F-U, yep, F-U-C-A. <laughs> All right, sounds great right don't, here. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm I not shoot, that up. Hey, I haven't even got a gun. It's <laughs> almost as bad as cover your asp week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think she did that on purpose. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer, PRMI Mortgage. Hey, com slash Alpine. That's for all you folks. Did you know that home mortgage interest rates have dropped? And if you're looking to buy, refi, or considering a reverse mortgage, you need to call our local mortgage guy that can you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com slash alpine. And right now we got Melissa Lee. She is our a product reviewer and she's going to review the Olight from Firearms Unlimited California. Yes. That's a pretty bright light, girl. It is. First, I want to give a shout out to um, our YouTube um, watchers Dave Bertrand and Phil Dang at Ronin Academy. Hey guys! Cool. Thank you for watching. Um, so today I have this 
amazing Olite. You guys see that? Olite. Um, this was given to me by Firearms Unlimited um, California. It's a fairly new gun shop in El Cajon. Their address is 450 Fletcher Parkway, number 208 in El Cajon. And really good guys, Gary and Corey, hello. Um, they are the owners. They are so welcoming. Their motto is, we're tired of having gun shops you go into that treat you like crap. So they wanted to That's make a great a motto. Excellent. <laughs> it's a bumper sticker. Rolls right so, off the tongue. Yeah. So they, well, that's 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 my my truncated, you know, it's perfect. Made up, you know, reason. But they wanted to make a welcoming gun shop to everybody, all walks of life, all ages, everything. So they're a really good group of guys, and I like what they're doing over there. They just give you a light when you go in. No. <laughs> you have to ask for it. Yeah, I'm special. I'm special. So this old light. If you guys can see it, it's very small. It's a tactical light. Um, this is um, 300 at the low point. I don't know if we can. 300. 300 lumens. lumens. 300 lumens. Okay. And then 2,000. Oh. So 2,000. I actually use this in the dark in the parking lot, and I can see, like, the building next to me clear as day like wow. everything was lit up it was amazing don't flash it in the air when an airplane goes by <laughs> yeah and this almost uh blinded me so <laughs> this this thing is like crazy so i'm gonna put this on yeah I what have, is it for what what's the light for it's tactical light you use this regular tactical light or attach it to your so rifle. it's mainly it's mainly to go on your your uh it's because it actually detaches so it's mm -hmm. it's kind of nice so let me show you guys this is a um, M1A SOCOM by Springfield Armory. No magazine, as you can see. Mm -hmm. Showing clear. Nothing in there. Okay. Um, so here I've attached the light fixture right here. There's also a switch plate here, which is Picatinny. So Picatinny rail. And this is the pressure light right here. So it's got two positions. One on the top, and one on the side. So it just snaps in, which is awesome. So I'm gonna attach, and it snaps in. It has a lock right here, this little tiny lock right here, little button, so you can lock it. And you just press the button if you want to release it, and then you can actually put it on the other side. Oh, cool. So it can go for both sides. So Mike's gotta have one. So does that holder come with the light? Yes. The whole thing? Everything comes with it. Wow. It's nice. Um, hold on real quick. Let me get my you notes. You had it there a minute ago. I know. It just starts to disappear. So this can take up to impact up to one and a half meters. It's waterproof, and it weighs only 7.62 ounces with the battery. So obviously designed for Picatinny mounts, which is right here. This is for the Picatinny mount, and also that casing right here that you see. Um, how do you charge it up? You know, funny thing is, this is the charger. It charges by USB. You see that? Oh, wow. That little mm. tiny thing? Check this out. Just snaps or gets on the back? Oh, yeah. that's neat. Like a like a Mac. Yeah. Like so a Mac computer. It just magnetizes and it charges. Right. So I did this on my computer, which is nice. How long did it take to charge up to full charge, would you say? Um, I think it's five hours. Okay. To full charge. Yeah. So here's another cool thing. That's a little pressure pad. Yeah, this, I this see. pressure pad right here is 
through Picatinny mount. Mm -hmm. So just like that charger, it just... What does that do? It hooks up the light. Uh, yeah, and it just locks in like that. So easy on, easy off. Yeah. You know? Oh. It's easy. And it locks it locks on pretty quietly, too. That's why I like it. So another cool thing about this is here's the pressure pad. One hit is on all the time. Turn it off. Tactically, if you were... I'm going to point it here. So tactically... It would be, sorry, Dave. That's a guy. Wasn't using that eye. <laughs> so technically, you would just press it, and if you do a long press, it's going to stay on until you take it off. But if you just want to put it on real quick, leave it one on. One tap, and it turns on, and it stays on, and then you just tap it off. Hmm. So very that's nice. what I like about Sounds it. Sounds like they thought intuitive. this thing out. Yeah. Yeah, this thing is very, very intuitive. So. I absolutely love this. That's At 2,000 cool. lumens. That's a lot of lumens. That's a lot of lumens. How long does the battery stay alive and well? I think it's at 2,000. It's like um, a few minutes because that's it's. It'll suck bright. it. It'll, it'll right. suck and it right. Actually, yeah. if you, you feel this, it gets hot. And I think it's a couple hours at 300 lumens. 300 okay. lumens is pretty light. Right, right. The right. only thing that I notice is that if you use it, the pressure pad, mm -hmm. there's only one setting. You can't use the 300 lumens. You can only use it at 2,000. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Two, I mean, 2,000 lumens is like a, like that's bigger than like the headlight of a of an 18 wheeler. Yeah. I mean, 2,000 lumens is is it's almost aircraft. No, it's almost aircraft landing light. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And I think I've got. Um, I mean, it's great. It's, Which is I, good. I'm saying it's a bad thing. No, it's good. But I think the the light I use is like 1,100 lumens, and you don't need a whole lot of that. You know, so just tapping that on and off is a great way to well, use 2, it. 2,000 is a great deterrent if somebody's coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. You hit them. At, don't. No, it's just 300. I mean, you yeah. hit him. In, you hit him in the face with, with two thousand. You're gonna stop him. They're gonna know. They're gonna know. Well, they're gonna see little white spots. They're gonna feel it. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably melt their hair off. <laughs> so what's uh what's the going price? I believe this one they have it retailing at Firearms Unlimited California for one fifty, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Not bad. bad. All for yeah. two thousand no. lumens. It's not bad at all. Bought my lights because I have a a light like that with a charger at every door at my house. Mm -hmm. And I paid about buck sixty-five for every one of them a piece. Yeah, and so, Melissa, so that's that, well priced. That comes with the pressure pad and all the mounting stuff you need. Yes, it comes with the wrench. It comes with screws. See, that's great. Yeah, right, that's a great price for that. Yeah. And it's, it is. it's it's not battery. It's the, it's got an internal battery. You can't use like a. Yeah, it's got a lithium battery, and you just recharge it here. That USB charger. And it's probably good right for on. a couple thousand charges. So they have like that special high charging or fast charging cable too so mm -hmm. wow. it does a really good job so yeah. i really like this thing so i don't know if i'll give it back guys <laughs> well they would be more it. than happy to whip you out an invoice <laughs> that's true i think that's why they're in business do you have their website um yes it's don't shoot me dave it's fu <laughs> it's fucalifornia.com okay no i was just curious because you know i mean let's face it the fcc is listening yeah, I didn't say the word though. No, okay, no, no. Right? Well, I was just curious what it stood for. Anyway, fire. I have my hand on the dumb button anytime. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's not a dumb button. Dumb it's, button? No, no, dump. I know dump. Oh, dump. 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 Oh, well, you you okay. had a better chance of not saying it than. 
Dave would have. So yeah, that's true. I I would have messed it up big time. No, no doubt about it. Well, that's so. What else do they sell there besides the light? Well, they sell all your gear. They so sell they're a, guns. a full blown gun oh, yeah. store. Yep, they sell guns. They sell ammo. Okay, they got all kinds of stuff. How long have you been there? Oh, not very long. Less than a year, I think. Less than a year. I As think. you look at Mike, I, I do you know? Well, because yeah. yeah, you yeah. know him, right? Yeah. Well, and where yeah. where are they again in El Cajon? You said like right across the street from Parkway Plaza. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Parkway there's like a two story building with Plato's Closet on the bottom, and they're above that. Over there by the Boot Barn. In that area? Not that not way. Not that far. Yeah, not that way. Plato's Closet. It's across from, it's oh, on Fletcher, Fletcher Parkway, Parkway across, the, oh. across the road from um, Fletcher Parkway. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's a super nice light. Weren't? Uh, isn't that the light that you said everybody was using over in Arizona when you went? I don't think it was that one because I think I ended up with the one or that everybody was using, but I no, think it's that manu- company. Yeah, that manufacturer, yeah. right? Olight's getting really... Uh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah they're, they're taking a lot of market share. Yeah, and they offer a lot. There's a lot of different models of Olights you can find. Do you like your Olight? I love my Olight. Yeah, it's just for everyday carry, it's a little bit big, but for it's tactical stuff, it's about that size, yeah. Okay. And um, But, I mean, for shooting, if I actually had to use it to shoot, I would much rather have that one than my little $15 one that's easier to carry. But you got it Ace Hardware. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ace Hardware. At the checkout line. <laughs> <laughs> I could have said Harbor Freight. But, uh, but yeah, it works great. <laughs> but I was giving you credit. Right. Harbor Freight. Yeah. <laughs> Always buy cool. a warranty. <laughs> Always buy a warranty. Oh, yep. So this is so, the Olight. So would you recommend it? Would you tell people, yes, go buy it? Yes, go buy this. This is not a disappointing purchase whatsoever. And, and what, is it only if they're going to mount it on a, on a rifle, or do you think this is a good everyday use? I think this is good for even, I would put this in my purse. That's what, that's what I would do with it, put it in my purse. Hey, I'm telling you, that would be good at every exit door of your house. Right. Yeah. Next I mean. The nightstand. Well, yeah, or the nightstand, because there's nothing better than, because there's nothing worse than going for a flashlight. And f- trust me, if I go to your house, I probably couldn't find a flashlight if I tried. Yeah. You my, know where my yours house? are? Sure, yeah. yeah you know right where it's at? I'm all listen, I'm I'm dialed in. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the general the general public isn't. But, but I don't have two thousand lumens. That's awesome. No, I don't have that many either, but it's nice that when you go to the door, you got a light right there. Right. I mean, it's always charged up. So I would get one of put one at the front door. It's not a bad price point for No, it's not. Lumens? I'm telling you. I know. I bought I bought enough of them off off of the snap on tool truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I got them. You know, I mean it's the only place I could find uh, you know, ones that would last, you know, forever and ever and ever. But yeah, no, that's that's a good price. Now, it is nice. isn't there some kind of a discount for gun owners radio? No, but you know, we can we can talk Did to I them about that? that. We can talk to them about. Oh, that. I'm sorry. It says go to gunownersradio.com and subscribe. My fault. <laughs> Join our email list right now, and we'll pick a winner next week. Yeah, go in there anyway and say, hey, where's my discount? Hey, you know, you Ghost Hammer said he bought six Olights right around Christmas when they had a sale. <laughs> he says he loves all of them. He said they're all great. So yeah. thank you, Ghost Hammer. Oh, yeah, no, you can't beat them. That's a wonderful light. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, folks, Blackhound Optics is now a 10-ring partner. Accurate, affordable, and guaranteed. Sporting optics that go the distance. Backed by customer service that's got a, that goes the extra mile. You might remember when Joe Dramisi reviewed some of their scopes. Great guys, great products, and a great company. 
that is making optics affordable. On top quality optics, they pass clo- they pay close attention to the customer experience. Did you know their scopes come with mounts? So you don't have to worry about finding one that fits your gun. We are so excited to welcome them on as an official partner of the show. And for them, ask for them at your local gun store or find them online at blackhoundoptics.com. All right, who's our special guest today, sir? Very special guest, Senator John Morlock. How are you, sir? Good, sir. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, now, you uh, uh, just to give everybody a little bit of background. You were a state senator for how many years? Just about six. Six years. And then before that, what did you do? I served as Orange County Supervisor for the second district for eight years. And then prior to that, I was the Orange County Treasurer Tax Collector for about 12 years. And then prior to that, I was uh, uh, working as a certified public accountant, was the administrative partner of Balzer, Horowitz, Frank, and Wakeling for 10 years, but worked for the firm for 18 years. Wow. Okay. So, and now, uh, no longer state senator, but there has been an opening on the county board because uh, Michelle Steele, right? She she got elected into Congress? Correct. Okay, so that opens up a seat on the county board, and you're running for the, the, the open seat on the county board of supervisors, right? Correct. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, what? Uh, tell us, what, what? how did you come to the decision to run for the county board? No, there's the question. <laughs> um, I, I ran for re-election uh, for the state senate, um, being a, <clears throat> more of a conservative, libertarian type. Uh, the public employee unions weren't really happy to have me up in Sacramento, so they funded my opponent with more than $3 million in independent expenditures and at the end of uh the the vote count i i, I was short twelve thousand one hundred votes <clears throat> with uh more than five hundred thirty roughly about five hundred thirty thousand casts so it was close but uh we we just couldn't hold off the the onslaught of uh carpet bombing from from the public employee so they unions. spent they spent over three million and you spent about half a million i spent 2.1 2.1 holy cow okay at the, at the end uh, we worked hard. We tried our best, uh, um, and, and and I don't have the full amount of what uh, my opponent received. It could have been as high as six million, but I don't have those numbers yet. They should be coming out real soon. Um, and w- as soon as the numbers started coming out, I started getting phone calls. Hey, it looks like you're not going to, you know, close the gap. And it and Michelle is one. Would you please run for your old supervisorial seat? And it wasn't on my radar screen. Plan A was to get reelected to the state Senate and serve another four years. Mm-hmm. But then the phone calls just kept coming and coming and coming. They said, we've got a problem. We've got at least four identified Republican candidates. If you step into the race, they should all step down, and then we can have you run mano a mano against the Democratic uh, candidate that's uh, announced. And would you do that? And after having Mrs. Morlock uh, finally concur. We said yes, and that was the plan. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have what well, we had. We had three of the four step down, but one didn't, and another one popped in. So now we have five candidates for supervisor in a special election winner take all. Yeah, and that's, what is it, March 9th? What, what's the, when's yeah, the? March 9th. March 9th. Okay, yeah. good, March 9th. Okay, so we have Orange County gun owners in Orange County. 
um, that uh, endorse on the city level, the county level. They don't endorse in the state or federal level. Um, why should gun owners endorse you, or why should uh, more more broadly, why should gun owners who live in Orange County, why should they vote for you? Well, there's two questions there, I think. Um, and the first is the endorsement question. And the second is why should they vote for me? Which would you like me to take on first? Let's let's do the broad one. Let's talk about why should because because that answer will help determine the other one. So broadly, why should someone who owns a gun and cares about gun ownership in Orange County why should they vote for you for supervisor? Well, um, a few a lot of reasons, but maybe just to narrow it down into maybe a, a elevator speech is one. I, I have the experience. I've already served in the position for eight years. And I've served with the county for 20 years. So I know what to do immediately when I uh, get uh, elected and, and put into office. Uh, I have uh, quite a list of accomplishments when I served uh, in the, the position, including dealing with homelessness and mental health, uh, dealing with uh, uh, the economy, uh, dealing with when I was when I was chairman of the board in 2008, I, I, I led the board through the Great Recession. Not a, not a pleasant time but made a lot of also uh, important financial decisions uh, and improvements when it relates to pension plans. We offered new employees defined contribution plans as an uh, alternative. Uh, that's doing real well. As, uh, and, and so uh, I also worked on reforming the retiree medical plan. We reduced the unfunded liability by $1 billion, uh, 71%. Uh, and so that reduced so, the annual required contribution by $100 million a year. That's fantastic. But what about gun owners? I'm a gun owner. And I, I looked at your voting record, and you voted in the Senate on uh, the right way on, on all the anti-gun bills that came out. And I'm, I'm fantastically thankful for that. And you were also the chair of the out, like the Outdoorsman Caucus or something like that? or Sporting Caucus, right. Right, which is fantastic. But – what about gunners? So, you know, people that have CCWs, one of the 20,000-plus newly CCW'd people in Orange County, people that care about what's going on with their firearms ownership, why should, you know, that's their number, that's it. They're not looking at taxes, they're not looking at homeless, they're not looking at any other issue, they're just looking at gun ownership. Why would they, what What? Uh, what would you tell them? Which is the second question, and thank you. Okay. <laughs> and forgive, forgive me for boring you with no, all the No, not stuff. at all. We just like, um, we want to, we get right we, to the heart of the matter. <laughs> you know, it's cool. And, and, and so I come from a, a, a family that's pro-gun. Um, you know, I, I uh, have always been pro-gun. This uh, pro's uh, Second Amendment. Uh, my father-in-law was a gunsmith and owned a gun collection and taught hunter and safety classes. So my wife got her first uh, firearm at uh, age 12. Uh, my uncles were bird hunters, uh, pheasants and duck. Um, my mother uh, and her brothers suffered through a Nazi occupation in the Netherlands, uh, where the where the the Germans, the, the Nazis, first said, "Hey, uh, we we want all your firearms." Um, so that should be a real lesson to all of us here in this country. Uh, so I am pro-gun. Uh, my mother found my father, my grandfather's uh, uh, handgun. Uh, in in one of his clothing drawers when she was a teenager during the war, and it actually it actually accidentally went off, and so that just frightened the whole household because there are informants living in the neighborhood, and if they would have been reported, that would have sent them either to a prison or to to a death sentence. Jeez. So I am uh, you know personally involved uh, in and have a strong position on 
the right to bear arms. Okay, and what? So, what? Uh, You've got a voting record. You've got a voting record from me. Sure. You know the NRA. NRA gave me an A rating. So, um, I don't know what. what sure. No. That's, okay. Good. What uh, now? The we were talking earlier. Uh, one of the guests called in. He's originally from Orange County. Now he's a uh, he was a he's a competitive shooter, and he's going to be on a, a new uh, show. It was very very cool. We had this great conversation about how six seven years ago you basically couldn't get a CCW in Orange County, and in the last seven years, uh, went, Orange County went from about well fewer than a thousand to over twenty thousand CCWs. Um, what's your opinion on that? And as supervisor, you would have could possibly have an impact on their ability to uh, to issue. So, talk a little bit about that. Is that something that's important to you? Is that a priority? Or you know, what can you tell people to uh, that they'll so they'll be re- you know they'll rest assured that if they vote for you, the, the CCW program will will get even better and continue uh, issuing. Well. Um, technically, the Board of Supervisors really doesn't have a say over the CCW uh, program. It's actually the elected sheriff that implements uh, the CCW program. And and uh, our current sheriff, uh, Donald D. Barnes, was the undersheriff when I served as supervisor, and he's been doing a, a really good job. But Orange County has had an interesting history when it comes to CCWs. Uh, we had a sheriff many years ago by the name of Michael Corona who was – giving CCWs to donors uh, as, as the, the reason. And that caused his successor, Sandra Hutchins, who just passed away a few weeks ago, uh, to get really nervous. And so she kind of put a hold on the CCW uh, program. But we certainly had long, long Board of Supervisor meetings uh, and private discussions to, to ask her to uh, be a little more um, realistic and not shut the door because of uh, some of the silliness that went on with her predecessor. So we can certainly put uh, influence and persuasion, but it it actually boils down to the sheriff of the county in implementing a CCW program. It does. He gets his budget from you guys, though. So if he comes and says, hey, I need to hire a couple more people to make my my program work, I mean – uh, you're right. You know, he, he issues, but you guys definitely can influence or you can make it harder. You can make it easier for him. Um, but it sounds to me like, are, are you happy with the program? Are you, is it a better world in Orange County that 20,000 people can carry a concealed weapon? Or was it a better world when fewer than a thousand of them could carry a concealed weapon? Uh, it's a better world now. Yeah. Okay, good. That's, that's, that's an excellent answer. That's exactly what we want to hear. Okay. All right. Well, what else would you have to say to, to gun owners that, uh, you know, what would you like them to know about you or, or uh, you know, what do they need to know to make the decision? Uh, you know, I, your, your Democratic opponent is wildly anti-gun, um, and, uh, but you do have a couple of Republican opponents. So what, what would you say? Why would they pick you over another Republican who, you know, probably has very similar uh, uh, Second Amendment views? Exactly. And, and so what you're going to be looking for is resumes, right? You want the best candidate uh, to be representing you uh, with a track record and experience uh, and, and all the other qualifications that comes with the job. You don't want to train someone new to the job. Uh, and the Board of Supervisors is a rather busy, complex job, not only running a $7.5 billion uh, budget, but you've got uh, the road work that's done with the OCTA, there's a billion-dollar budget. You've got Cal Optima, which serves the 
the med- med- medical uh, health of, of those that are, need a, a safety uh, blanket or safety net. And that's another billion dollar budget. So there's a lot of activity there. So there really is a certified and, public accountant and a certified financial planner. Yep. And you, experience would be a smart move from a, a candidate standpoint. John, I really appreciate it. One, good. one bit of feedback I want to give you is uh, a lot of the folks on the, on the, in the, you know, the activists on the, on the, on the streets in Orange County say that they have a difficult time getting a hold of you and that they wish that you would support others around you when, you know, who are running for office, that sort of thing. Um, I'm just giving you feedback. I, I hope that when you do get into office, if you do get into office, that you help us elect more similarly minded people in Orange County because Orange County philosophically has taken a huge turn when it comes to the elected officials. So I look forward to working with you no matter what happens in the future. But thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right, folks. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, our show needs your help. Help. We live in a state where your self-defense rights are quickly, and I'm quickly eroding. Let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two easy things that you can do. One, like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Parlor when it comes back, Spotify, the podcast, or whatever way you like to listen to our show. And share this show with as many friends as you can. And thanks for tuning in. And remember, today, together, we will win. All right. All right so we got Sam Stump, my nephew. <laughs> Sam, the gunman. And Melissa is going to Yep, I'm going to read give the question out the today. Question. Yep. How are you, Sam? I'm well. How are you? Good. So this question is from Phyllis in Tallahassee, Pennsylvania. She asks, the last couple of weeks you guys talked about the NRA's first president. What gun is he famous for designing? Phyllis from Tallahassee, Pennsylvania. Thanks for the question. Um, you know, I couldn't say off the top of my head who NRA's first president was. Uh, I wasn't listening to, to the whole shows, so oh, I, I can't even begin to answer the question. I'll give you a hint. It's <gasps> not Grant. <laughs> we had so I uh, a couple of weeks ago, Sam, just to give you a little background here, I made the claim that I thought uh, I really did think this was was factual that uh, that Ulysses S. Grant was the first president of the NRA. And uh, that we, we actually got an email from someone who said, no, nope, that's not true. It's a guy named Burnside. And uh, so Mr. Burnside, who, by the way, is how he was a, uh, a general for the union. And uh, that's how you got uh, the term sideburns, because uh-huh. he had big, huge sideburns. Uh-huh. And so they actually uh, named those after him. All right, so now that you know that, it, that the first uh, president of the NRA was, was General Burnside, that's a huge hint. Does that help um, at all? I, I remember um, hearing mention of something called a Burnside carbine, but I must admit I'm not terribly familiar with it. Yeah, well, there you go. That's it. That's the answer. Yeah, that's the answer. Huge, huge hint, but that's okay. The Burnside carbine uh, was actually calibered. It was uh, chambered in 
in uh, 54 Burnside. That was the uh, – He even had his own caliber. Yeah, and and basically it sounds like to me I'm kind of reading between the lines in history, so somebody, somebody's going to write in and correct me, I'm sure. Well, of course. But uh, <clears throat> it sounds like this was kind of his baby, and that was kind of the reason – that he got to be a general in the Union Army. Uh, I, he did go to uh, he did go to West Point, but he they you know they accelerated him big time because he had this really really great gun, the, the Bernstein carbine. How about that? So, so there you go. For that I have to say that was a really tough question. Thanks for writing in. That was a tough. That question. That was it. Yeah. No. I, yeah. It's, and, actually, we thought it was going to be easy. <laughs> well, and it was uh, kind of topical because uh, she, clearly she's been listening to the show. Clearly, you know, because she mentioned she made mention of the uh, yeah, of your uh, mistake, of my mistake, of your error. <laughs> Jeez. So, all right, buddy. Well, w- what's going on in uh, Virginia, man? Um, most recently, we've had this weather phenomenon um, wherein this powdery substance falls out of the sky and sinks <laughs> to the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. No, we don't. have no idea what yeah, you're talking about. Nothing like that. The only time we'd know what that was if an airplane full of cocaine got shot down. Then we might know what that white stuff is. Other than that, we haven't got a clue. It's close as we have to snow on Close as we got to snow. In fact, a buddy of mine that calls in on my one of my other show lives uh, right outside of Aberdeen. And he says, you guys are going through some serious weather. Um, not serious for us, but I, I mean, I guess by your standards, oh, your snow is probably substantial. Yeah. Anything over an eighth of an inch, we're in trouble. Did you guys get snow in Alpine the other day? No, night? it went all around us. Yeah, down, it was supposed to be down to 2,500 or something. I got hail. Wow. We got hail. I got <laughs> hail, but I didn't get any snow. Thank you. If I did get any snow, it was so minimal, it was ridiculous. Oh. So are, right. pe- do people, are people buying guns in the snow, or, or what does that do to gun sales for us? Um, no, people are not doing a whole lot of anything in the snow. Oh. <laughs> so they're staying home, being smart. Yeah. Um, is that giving you a chance to stock up? Because I know you've been hit pretty heavy with inventory issues. No, honestly, it isn't. Uh, the The inventory problems, the this huge imbalance between supply and demand, mm-hmm. um, is not just hitting the firearms industry. It's hitting a lot of industries really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I think things are only going to get worse from here. I don't think we'll be we'll begin to see any major relief until the end of this year. Wow! Hey, did you hear that uh, we had Bernie Sanders on in the first segment? He actually talked about you. Yeah, I, um, I I caught part of that uh, part of that little interview. I think it's pretty interesting that you managed to uh, score a spot with Bernie Sanders. I hear he's uh, usually pretty booked up with all sorts of speaking engagements. Right, and he mentioned you. I yeah. think should be proud and, of him. and you know what? The only reason Mike got him is because we're sending him some mittens. <laughs> exactly. Some gun owners radio mittens. <laughs> Was a, are, they, are they the ones where you can you can open up the tip to use your trigger finger? Of course, <laughs> of, or pick your nose. Yeah. One of the two. We're not sure. Well, which. the ones we're sending to him, you can you can open them up and uh, show your middle finger. Oh, <laughs> that's a Michael Schwartz original. Hey, right all right, all right, buddy. all right, Sam. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks very much for having me on. <clears throat> all right, so it's time. Wow, for your, your our weekly mic drop. Mic drop. This week's mic drop is about Republican City Council member Chris Kate down in the city of San Diego. Now, usually my mic drop is about something someone said, some dumb statement someone, usually an elected official, said that's dumb and they're dumb for saying that dumb thing, uh, but not this week. This week we're talking about Republican Chris Kate because of what he won't say. Mainly, he won't say anything to help. 
So what do I mean by that? Well, a few weeks ago, Supervisor Nathan Fletcher made some horrible, disparaging, divisive comments about our members who signed and are helping to organize the recall against Governor Newsom. San Diego County gun owners was quick to defend against Nathan's name-calling and issued a statement in a press release condemning <coughs> his hateful speech. We asked Chris Kate directly to join us against Nathan's hateful rhetoric, but nope. He won't do it. He won't. Republican Chris Kate refused. Now, I'm sure you're thinking that you can't judge a guy's entire career on refusing one suggestion, right? Well, no, you're right. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't just one. When an event venue was scared about hosting our Second Amendment celebration dinner and we asked Chris to help us and make a private statement in support of our annual dinner, nope, he wouldn't do that either. Wow. When we asked Chris to vote against the proclamation the San Diego City Council passed asking to ban gun shows, he abstained. He was fine with all you folks showing up and doing the work, but he didn't want to get involved. So now, in all fairness, back in 2017 at our second, uh, our second annual Second Amendment celebration dinner, Chris Kate was responsible for getting us a city proclamation naming the day San Diego County Gun Owners Day. And we're proud and thankful for that, truly. But can a politician do something for us that's frankly symbolic and then never stand up for us when we need him ever again? Is that okay? Far too often, candidates and politicians think that they can pat gun owners on the head, promise to never ban guns, and then expect us to be happy about it. Maybe that was okay back in the 70s and the 80s, but in the environment we're in today and the political fight we're facing now, it's just not enough. Symbolism, symbolism isn't enough. And it's not a substitute for action. We need action. We need it now. Chris, we have the most anti-Second Amendment White House and the most anti-Second Amendment Congress. We live in the most anti-Second Amendment state in an anti-Second Amendment county. And you're on one of the most anti-Second Amendment city councils. We campaigned for you. We raised funds for you. We endorsed you. We didn't do it so we could watch you hide. Now, many are familiar with the quote from Edmund Burke, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. But I want to coin a new phrase. The ability to bury your head so deep in a hole is only possible when you have no spine. And that is your mic drop. Mic drop. You know, those are almost as good as Jermisi's blogs. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, good. I like those. We, you know, we need to come up with like, uh, like branding these people as like swamp Republicans. You know, see if they could earn that badge of being known as a swamper i think spineless was real good personally i don't understand the hesitation from elected officials who just don't want to get involved i mean they really truly are just so are you going to call him and give him an opportunity to to respond no i mean i don't know maybe do you i would at least throw it out there let's see what he does see if he wants to come on the show send and him the show first he doesn't want to, uh, send him this last hour let him hear the mic drop and then say, do you want to come online or come on air and defend yourself? So I'm more than happy to do that, but I'm telling you right now, you're going to get it's just going to be a lot of well, I know, service. I know, but I just the, the cool thing about these mic drops is it gives me the opportunity to show everybody, hey guys, this is what I deal with every, every single week, yeah. week in, week out. I have conversations about uh, you know, and people ask, well, gee, why don't you just ask this, or why don't you just do that, mm -hmm. or why don't they just do this? 
you know, getting people to move. You almost want to go back to the banking industry. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. But, <laughs> but this gives the opportunity to show, hey, this is what it's like, guys. It's, you know, you they tell you what you want to hear when yeah. they're on the campaign Well, that's typical. They're going to change your whole life and stand up for you and Until, don't worry. And they yeah. get into office and you're just a joke. And they think you forget. You know, and he actually, the, the snarky uh, message I got back from him when I said, hey, uh, you know, everybody's uh, pitching in here and, and criticizing Nathan for what he's doing, you know, uh, can you, can you, can you lend a hand? And the snarkiness in his tone, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely hmm. ridiculous. Interesting. All right, folks. Well, on a positive note, tune in next week, and we're going to catch up with John Correa from Active Self-Protection as we continue on our series on safety. And if you're listening on YouTube or on the podcast, smash the like, subscribe button, share the show with all your friends, and please support all our great sponsors and tell them you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio when you go to San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, the Dillon Law Group, CL1, PRMI Mortgage, Blackhound Optics, and the National Concealed Carry Association. Thanks to Michael Schwartz, Joe Jamisi, Melissa Lee, Sam the Gunman, and our digital master, Brendan Thomas. Go to gunownersradio.com for podcast and the latest in information. And folks, be safe. And we will talk to you next week right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.